succeed at whatever I do. Like if I went into acting for like a year or two and I was still waiting tables, I probably wouldn't have done it. I wasn't going to walk around for like a decade, you know, with a copy of uh, Balm and Gilead wedged in my pocket and like, you know, hanging out dressed in all black clothes at uh, McSorley's all night long, you know. You weren't going to suffer <clears> for I wasn't the doing, art. I, I wasn't doing that. Yeah. Well, you actually, the, you, you, you recall a conversation that you had with a professor at George Washington when you're at that stage of life, you've gone one year to college at George Washington, thinking that law and policy is part of your future. You trans you're thinking about transferring to NYU. And he says to you, you write, it's interesting that you're not talking about any dreams you have. You're just talking about how you're going to make it. That that was what was driving yeah. you. Well, he, he, was, uh, he was a very uh, intense guy, very clever guy, and, you know, smart guy. I think very caring of his students, you know, older. You know, I was in my early 20s. He was probably close to 60, probably like around my age now. And um, he, um, uh, for my own benefit, to kind of threw a cold glass of water on me, you know, to, uh, to think about how I was going into this. I was giving up going to law school and this kind of traditional track I was on to go into this more non-traditional track and rather late in the game. And he was like, well, where's the artistic spirit? You know, where's the, um, the passion for it from an artistic standpoint? And I don't think I had that, really. You don't? No, no, I think I, I, think I, went, to, I went to NYU. Uh, for people, again, these are references people here might be too young to get, but I'll never forget, the guy that was auditioning me then was a guy uh, named Fred Gorlick. And I came in, and, and of course, I later find out I've done... Unfortunately for poor Fred, I've probably done the 900th rendition of Long Day's Journey and tonight I've done Edmund from Long Day's Journey. I get in, and I'll never forget Fred, who was this very colorful guy. He looks at me and goes, you remind me of a young Aldo Ray, he said. Because <laughs> my voice is kind of raspy. You remind me of a very young Aldo Ray, he said. And I thought, my God, is that a compliment? I thought, yeah. <laughs> Is that, is that supposed to uh, uh, close the deal mean? here? Yeah. So I go to the school, and uh, I had tremendous doubts about that. I, really, I didn't really think it was what I wanted to do. I was going to try. I would never be young enough again to try that, so I did it. And then as soon as I got out of that first year, I had to go another year or one semester because all my credits didn't transfer, but I got work right away, and then I just kept working. And the more I would work in the business, the more I would... Um, for simplicity's sake, I'll say, get into that Uta Hagen thing about respect for acting. Because in the beginning, it wasn't that I had uh, a cynicism about it or a lack of respect for it. I just didn't take it seriously enough. And then after I did this soap opera for like two years and absorbed all the things from those people about their experiences outside of the television show, because all of them were like running off to go to the McCarter to do King John and everything. And I'm doing a soap opera where you know, every day we go to work the script, unavoidably so, was just treacle every day. You know what I mean? Every day, you're like, Greta, I love you, Greta. I love you so much, Greta. I wish there was enough time in the day to tell you, Greta, how much I love you. And, like, the next day, the same thing. Once, one more time, let me put a finer point on this, how much I love you. And it was like, you just want to go blow your brains out. And, um, and all the cast, many of them veteran theater actors, they take their break... And I say, what are you going to do? And they go, well, I'm going to go do King John at the McCarter. I'm going to go do uh, Light Up the Sky at the Paper Mill Playhouse. And they're all the Westport Playhouse. And they're all 
really intense theater actors. And by the time I came out of that process with them, I had completely changed, I think, really. You write with a lot of fondness about David O'Brien, who was your co-star on The Doctors. And I love these scenes you, you recall of running around the mid-50s of Manhattan as a young man, having moved from Long Island to then Washington, and then you're running around town with this band of gay men, a very handsome young man yourself. And, and back then, yeah, back then. And, and I, it was so good back then. But it made me... It made, <laughs> amazing it made me kind of wonder like you had a lot of different role models for what masculinity looked like yeah on long island in washington then david o'brien becomes this very important role model for you as what what a man who's a performer is like what did you learn about masculinity from those guys when you're drinking in bars in manhattan (laughs) at that stage of your career that's so great david played my father on the show and i